0: Most websites have some kind of informational page or about us page, which contains mostly static content and doesn't change very frequently. And these kind of pages can be a little bit awkward to try to fit into your rails application because rails is so designed to be focused on creating dynamically generated websites and so on. Uh, these more content or display pages, uh, are a little bit awkward to fit into the, the actual rails application. But in this episode, I'll give you a few ideas and techniques that you can use to create these kind of pages in your site. The approach I first consider usually is to make a controller which is dedicated to these semi-static pages. Uh, I usually call it info controller. Uh, You might go with about controller or static controller, or it doesn't really matter what you choose. But the point is that we have a separate action for each of these semi-static pages. And here you can see all these actions are blank because it's really all the, all the code is inside of the view. So in rails, it's possible to just remove the action definition entirely. And as long as there's a view with that name, rails will find it. But I actually prefer to have the, the action definition in the controller, even if it's blank, uh, because um, I find it's a little bit easier to just see quickly all the actions the controller has. And I can also jump to the view quickly with a key combo in TextMate as you can see the content of the page is just simply html typed in the view um, which is somewhat a downside of this approach because if you need to go back and change something edit the document somehow and uh... you have to go back to this template and actually change it here you may want to give the admins the ability to change a page in that way you might want to go with a different technique and uh, here's what the routes file looks like and as you can see here this is where I'm defining all of the routes for those static pages. Each static page has its own separate line in the routes file. Um, this works for just a few pages if you have that. If you have a couple dozen uh, semi-static content pages like this, then this won't, approach won't scale very well. As you can see here, I'm using the with options command and just to specify the controller in each of these lines below. I go into more detail on the with options method in episode 42 if you want to check that out. But um, I also have a plugin called Static Actions, which is in my GitHub account. Uh, I'll post a link to that in my show notes too, which is um, just an, another alternative way to specify these kind of routes. All right, so that's one approach to handling this problem of the static pages. Um, there are a few obvious cons with this approach. It's not a very restful solution for one reason. And it makes it somewhat difficult to change the content later on. You have to mess around with the the actual template files. Um, It's also difficult to add and remove pages frequently if you need to do that. And um, it's not very good if you have a lot of these kind of semi-static pages. But um, overall, I think it's a nice, simple approach if you only have a couple of them. uh, It's what I recommend. But this brings us to our second solution, which I'm going to show here which is much more dynamic and allowing you to easily change the pages and add them and remove them dynamically. So I'll do this by creating a new resource and an actual RESTful controller. I'll call the resource page. Uh, You might want to consider calling it article or something else entirely depending on what your application is doing mostly. Okay, we'll start by generating a new model and controller. I'm just going to use my nifty scaffold generator to do this, I'll call it page and I'll give a page a name. I'll give it a permalink so we have something to link to in the URL and um, some content. I'll make that text. Alright, so we'll generate those files and then we'll migrate the database. So now we have this RESTful pages controller which we can use to create a new page. Uh, let's just call it about us and call the permalink about and then just put in some content into here. So this created a page for us and this is the show action for the pages controller which will display the page. Now obviously you don't want the page to look like this so let's uh, adjust that what the page looks like first. So here's the template for that show action and we can uh, pretty this up a bit. Let's put the name in the title and uh, we don't want to display any of this information. We'll just display the actual content of the page here. And then we can put the links in here. Now you'll obviously want to you know protect these links and make sure that a user is an authorized admin before uh, he can see the links and edit the pages, but I won't get into that. That's a separate topic entirely. I'll leave that up to you. Okay, so if we reload this page, um, looking much better, but we are displaying the all the text all just merged together, and that's just because we're just outputting the content uh, all in one, uh, all at one time. One solution is to have the person who's editing the page use HTML in their text, but that's kind of a, a messy solution and uh, may not be the best for your site depending on who's editing the pages. One thing you can u- do is use the simple format helper method. Let me adjust this a little bit. Um, That way it'll actually uh, add paragraph and return tags depending on uh, where you need it in your text blocks. So this way you get something that looks at least a little bit decent when we reload the page here. Uh, At least we get uh, paragraph tags automatically put in for us. Now instead of using the simple format, you may want to go with something fancier like a full-out markup language uh, such as Textile or Markdown. Um here I'm just going to use textile. So what you first need to do is install the redcloth gem if you haven't already. To install redcloth you can use uh run this gem command and make sure to specify the source here because if you don't it'll still install redcloth but it will install the older version. I highly recommend using redcloth 3.3.01 because this is also known as super redcloth which has a much nicer feature set. I think it's also much faster and more optimized. So uh, consider using this if you're using textile. Also, I recommend in your environment file to add the config.gem call to specify uh, to load this version of Redcloth. That way you just ensure that that version is loaded whenever you start up the app. Um, I explain more how these gem dependencies work in episode 110. Okay, so back in our show page for our pages model, um, we can use the textilize method that Rails provides to textile this code, this uh, content here. And I just removed the HTML escaping because I don't think it's quite as necessary here. Uh, Probably only admins will be editing this page, but you may want to add it if not. So now if we reload here, uh, you can see it still looks the same, but now we can use textile inside of our page So we can maybe make a certain area bold if we want to, and so on. So we can submit this, and now we have that change. Pretty cool. Now one thing you should be aware of is that the textilize method in Rails uh, does some weird stuff with line break settings uh, with the Redcloth. But if you are having problems with how line breaks are translated, you may want to actually uh, uh, do the uh, textile manually through the Redcloth just call new pass in the text and then call to HTML and that'll actually do basically the same thing. Um, So that will just convert it to textile and that way you don't have to go through the textilize method if you're having problems with the line break setting. You may want to move this into your own helper method to uh, clean up the view a little bit too. So now that we can format our page content and make it all pretty uh, let's make our URL pretty too because Normally with these semi-static pages, you want a pretty URL rather than just sticking a page ID number in it. Um, So let's take advantage of that permalink attribute we set on our page model. As you probably guessed, we can change the way our URL looks by inside of our routes file. Um, Before we made a separate line for each separate static page, but that's not really something we want to do here because our pages are more dynamic. Uh, instead, let me make just one route. I'll call it static, and this can be static path slash permalink, the colon before the word represents a variable, in a sense, inside the URL. And then um, I'll have this go to the the uh, products or the pages controller, and then the show action. There we go. Now when they go to static slash any text, it'll go to those pages. So let's try this out. But first there's one more thing we need to change here real quick inside of our pages controller. We need to change our show action because we're no longer sending an ID to it, we're sending a permalink. So what we can do is check if it's a permalink, oops, permalink, and then if it is we can handle the search differently. If it's not we'll just use an ID. So we'll basically do something similar but we'll also do find by permalink, like this. There we go. Now, this show action can either take a permalink or an ID, and it will work either way. Um, You may be considering just using a permalink and always using that in every page, but I kind of prefer to have the ID fall back on in case, for some reason, a page doesn't have a permalink, or we need to edit, edit it for some reason in those uh, circumstances. Okay, So now if we go to slash static slash about we'll get to the exact same page just like we want. So that's another way to get to the page through a prettier URL. Now there is a little problem here in the way we're doing a searching for the permalink for the, uh, the page. If we type in some other text in here then will get an error, and it's not a record not found error, it's actually a no method error because it assumes that page is set, and it happens to return nil because of the way we are searching for a page. So back in our controller here, uh, you can see we're doing find by permalink, which behaves a little bit different than just doing a find and passing an ID to it, because this will not raise a record not found error if it doesn't find a record, it'll just return nil and that causes problems with our application. Instead, we want to return a record not found exception, which will end up returning a 404 to the user, not a 500 uh, error. So we can do that by um, just doing a simple uh, raise active record, record not found, and then um, saying page not found if page is nil. Okay, So now it will raise that same kind of error message that would be raised by normal find if no record was found, um, if they give a bad permalink. Okay, so if we reload this page, we now get the proper exception, which will, in a regular application in production, it will actually return a 404 error message uh, instead of a 500, just like we want. One last thing I wanna touch on real quick is back in the routes file. Um, What you may want to consider doing is removing the static part of this path, and that way it just goes straight to that page, and you don't need some extra clutter in the URL if you want really, really clean URLs. Um, This way it will just go straight to that permalink page, and uh, let's try that out real quick. So now in our browser we can type slash about, and it will just go straight to that about us page. Now, I caution you to be really careful with this approach, though, because this will match a lot of different things that people might type into the url and um the pages controller will be called for each of the things so uh, just be careful and consider uh if this approach will work and if you have really complicated routes or you're using the generic catch-all route or that's built into rails and you're not using restful routing uh, you might have some problems with this approach as well but just some things to keep in mind if you are considering this and not using a prefix path in your routes for the semi-static pages. All right, so that pretty much sums up a couple different techniques on how to handle static pages in your site. Uh, I hope you found it helpful. And um, I covered covered a lot of ground here, but uh, hopefully you kept up and I'll put a lot of links in my show notes uh, linking to related information if you're curious. Yeah, I just want to let you know that I've released another episode in the Everyday Active Record series with the Pragmatic Programmers. Um, this episode is on validating models in Active Record. So if you feel like you could use more information on how to do that and the really the ABCs and the fundamentals of how that all works, uh, you can check out that episode. It's only $5, and you can get it at Pragmatic.tv. This episode is sponsored by Pragmatic Screencasts. There you will find high-quality screencasts on a variety of subjects, including Ruby and Rails. Check them out at pragmatic.tv.